Hi, this is Evita Spitlow. I'm at Tuso VSO West office in Vancouver. And I am sitting with Erin uh, Bres Bresnan, right? Bresnan, yes. <laughs> and Erin, you've just come back from my favorite country in the world, oh. <laughs> Kenya. Mm -hmm. Jambo. Jambo. <laughs> <laughs> so that's in Swahili, that's hello. Mm -hmm. So Erin, where did you leave from? Did you leave from Vancouver? Yes. And are you from Canada? I'm originally from the States, but I've moved to Canada about a year and a half ago. So I left from Vancouver. Okay, so what part of the States did you uh, Originally from the Midwest, from Iowa, but Iowa. I've spent the four years before that living in Arizona. Wow, so. okay. <laughs> so uh, you decided to apply with QSO VSO. Why did you choose this organization? Well, I did quite a bit of research on it. When I was living in the States, I'd always had a hankering to join the Peace Corps. Right. But then once I moved to Canada, that was no longer an option. So I looked at what kind of Canada had to offer and came across QSO VSO. Um, and I was just really impressed with the organization of it all. Uh, it seemed like an organization that would really take care of you if anything went wrong. They had done their research on different placements. Um, some of the other organizations seemed a little fly-by-night, so if I was going to dedicate, you know, six months of my life to something, I wanted to make sure it was well, well organized and well thought out. So, so did you feel that that we delivered on on what you what you think we should have delivered in preparing um, you? Be honest. Yeah, I think QSO VSO did, um, and then there's the whole international VSO. So with VSO Kenya, it was a very different style from the office in it is, it is. Canada VSO. Um, and I ended up getting quite lucky with my placement, had an excellent experience, didn't really need any additional assistance, so that was great. But I know some of the other volunteers there had some challenges. But I think it's just also a different style of, of work in Kenya. So I think it is. Mm -hmm. Coming from that part of the world mm -hmm. and going back there after many years, mm -hmm. I also... I would agree that it's a different style of work and it accomplishes things at different at a different pace. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So tell me about this this assignment that worked out for you. Where was it? And it was in Gatura, Gatura, which no one has heard of, even people that live there. It's a small town, kind of at the end. The road turns to gravel after our town, but it is northeast of Thika which oh. is just outside of Nairobi. So it was about two hours from Nairobi. Wow. And do you know Datura? Is it the same word as Datura? The poisonous plant? It's Gatura. Oh, Gatura. Yeah. All right. So really we didn't hear that properly. Gatura. Gatura, yes. Okay, northeast of Thika, four hours from Nairobi. Two. Only oh, two, so hours. two hours. Two hours from Nairobi. Yeah, so. Two hours by... Uh, by Matatu. You have to take two matatus to get there, but you could still do it in a weekend, so it was really nice. Um, but you were also out in the countryside; you didn't have to deal with all the hassle of Nairobi. pollution and yeah, and sometimes the security issues in Nairobi. Exactly. Mm -hmm. So, what does a beautiful blonde-haired lady like you? <laughs> how did you manage to fit in to into Gatura? Uh, well, obviously, I stuck out like a sore thumb. <laughs> But that was fine because everyone was just very nice. Um, once you get past the fact that everyone's laughing at you and just relax and enjoy it, you, you feel very welcome. Um, in Kenya, what I took a little while to discover was laughter is a response to a lot of different emotions. 
So um, people in a movie theater, if there is uh, an uncomfortable scene, they'll laugh. If, if it's um, very violent, they'll also laugh. So once I understood that, that laughter was just a response to a variety of emotions, um, just being uncomfortable, being the main one, um, I understood they weren't really laughing at me. <laughs> I felt, you know, much more at home, and everyone was so nice and friendly. That's really a good observation. <laughs> Sounds like you're an observing kind of person. So, you, where did you live? How did you live? Um, I lived in an apartment there. There was one slightly nicer apartment complex there in the town. The town is about 6,000 people, okay. but mostly a farming community, so the majority of families didn't live in town, so it felt much smaller than that. Um, but I was able to live in an apartment that had plumbing for water, even though we didn't always have water. <laughs> um, but it had electricity and all that, so it was nice. It was maybe 200 meters from my work and wow. just on the main road there, so I had access to the market and all that. So it's a great, great little home. Yeah. So Erin, mm -hmm. what did you do there in terms of work in six months? So I worked for an organization called Gatanga Kiga Home-Based Care. Gatanga Kiga Home-Based Care. So Gatanga yes. is the district or division, I never did quite get that straight, um, that we worked in. And then Kiga is a Kikuyu word that means organ, like a body part. Oh, okay. Um, so it's Katanga Kiga Home-Based Care, and what we did there, or what they still do there, um, is a big focus on HIV and AIDS. So home health care for patients living with HIV and AIDS, um, working with orphans of HIV and AIDS, doing public education um, on a variety of things, HIV needs stigma, condom use, um, public health even. So it was really quite a variety of services that this very small CBO offered. Um, and it was just a very local organization. They had just gotten their very first big grants. And I say big with quotes <laughs> there, um, relatively small, but to a very local grassroots organization, it was big. And that's why VSO placed me there, oh. to help them utilize that grant, okay. plan what they were going to do with it, okay. you know, document what they were doing with it, and be able to report back. Um, and oh. the grant was through ICAP, the International Center for AIDS Prevention, um, based out of New York. Okay. And so um, there's a very good possibility of a future there with that organization if they do a good job with this first grant. So that was my main role. <laughs> so it was planning and administrative. Mm -hmm. Did you actually do any public engagement with public education with HIV AIDS there? Um, it was more the administration of that program. So for example, we had a smaller grant with another organization where we did 20 outreaches a month. Um, and half were on condom use and half were on Mpongo Wakando, which means a little something on the side, which is um, one of the biggest ways HIV and AIDS is spreading right now is through extramarital affairs. Oh, okay. So, okay. so we oh, had a whole program on that. Unfortunately, it, it's not very sustainable to have me administering those. For one, we mostly did them in Kikuyu, which I don't really speak. <laughs> and, you know, for a second thing, then when I leave after six months, if they've been depending on me to do the um, actual programs, then where would they be? But it was a matter of 
setting out a plan, actually making a schedule. These are things that didn't come naturally to the organization at all and they hadn't been doing in the past. So um, that was more my role to help plan it, make sure people were doing it, um, and then being able to evaluate afterwards and see what we needed to improve upon. Um, and it was really successful in that yeah. program. When I went to Kenya and I went to interview some of our volunteers in the field, and they all kept saying, we're, you know, we're capacity building. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and that word would just fly over my head, and I'd mm. think, what does that mean? Yeah. And you have beautifully described what that means. That means that there is an ability for when Erin comes back to Canada, that people will continue mm -hmm. to, do, to do this work. That's great. Yeah. And did you feel that you had success? Yeah. Somewhat? Yeah. I was actually really quite pleased. A six-month placement is very short. Yeah. Um, most, I think in most placements it would be tough to get much done in that amount of time. Yes. But um, the chairperson of the organization I was with, we call him our employer, so my employer, was so open to new ideas and new ways of doing things that it made everything move much more quickly, I think, than a lot of other placements might move. So that really helped. Um, Did you think you had enough time to assess whether you were going to organize it in a way that would work for them? Um, yeah, because yeah. the first month, even two, uh, which sounds sad out of a six-month placement, but it's a lot of learning what the organization is already doing um, and how they operate. Not that I was just sitting there watching, but um, a lot of observing and learning how they do things. So during that time, I was able to come up with kind of our game plan of what we were going to do and then the following four months implemented. And then something that happened that I was really happy about was they found a volunteer to replace me after I was gone. So there's someone there right now for another six months to carry on some of those things. And so. was that a QSOVSO volunteer? Or yes. Another one? Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so this is, okay, so you just described to me mm -hmm. a wonderful situation. It was. <laughs> okay, so I want to know from you, Erin, personally, mm -hmm. what did you feel that you got from, I'm sure you gave a lot. It sounds like you contributed a lot to, um, Allow, uh, allowing them to continuously to continue to get the grants and be sustainable in their work. Mm -hmm. So that's great. But what happened to you? <laughs> um, She's I just yeah, in I, the air I learned <laughs> so many things. It's hard to pick. Yeah. Um, but but I think one of the best things that the people in the organization taught me was that work does not need to be stressful. <laughs> I think in North America, if something goes wrong at work, we tend to get very stressed out or upset. Um, and I didn't see that happening at all in, in um, Gatanga Kika. And at first, that stressed me out, that people weren't, <laughs> weren't upset and <laughs> you know, weren't getting all over it when something you know, didn't go right. But what I learned was, Things rarely go as expected there for so many reasons. Um, but when things didn't go as expected, people just dealt with it. And actually, there was a lot of laughter and a lot of, like, we had so much fun. And it was just a whole different attitude. And it made work much more enjoyable and hmm. more sustainable, really, because people then, you know, 
weren't staying away from work or dreading going to work for whatever reason. And, and that was not even just a work thing, it was just kind of an attitude in general. Yeah, that, just a life thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. These are the life lessons that I always like to know our return volunteers come back with. Mm -hmm. Does it also, do you also come back with a sense of why, for example, we have mul uh, Millennium Development Goals? Why we're, why we're actually doing the work? Does it, that you've seen it now in right. reality. Right, um, I can see why we're doing those things. Because you have to, I mean, if you're going to attack a problem, you have to have a plan. I, well, I'm in organizational development. I really believe that. <laughs> that's important. But I've also seen how, where it just breaks down in a lot of places. It does. It yeah. Is. And, and that's something I think a lot of people don't realize. Um, yes. So. But for, for that moment, sometimes even that six months, now it's going to be a year because mm -hmm. another volunteer has gone there. It's uh, continuing. Mm -hmm. But I think sometimes you put a seed in somebody's mind. And, and in their spirit that that continues. Mm -hmm. And that seed they've put into your experience, I think that's very, very valuable to come home with the idea that stop being so stressed out. Yeah. And the funny thing is I wasn't a stressful person before. But now <laughs> they took it to a new level, you know? So I was just, that was really nice to see um, and really nice to learn how to do that, just really to make the best of everything that happens. So did you eat... What did you eat in Kenya? Did you eat partial? Well, I ate, I don't even know what that is. That white stuff? The white maize... Uh, like ugali? Ugali. Ugali, yes. Although that was not a favorite, so I didn't eat it very often. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, but I did like the chapatis, which are kind of like a tortilla. Mm -hmm. um, and then just all local food, because there it was a very rural area. Oh, and good. And so, you know, I mean, I cooked a lot of it myself, but... I had so many invitations to dinner and got to try. If, if someone heard I had never eaten an arrowroot, of course then I had to come to dinner and they made this whole pot of arrowroots for me. So I hope that I liked it. <laughs> That's fantastic. But, yeah, so I got to try a lot of different food. Kenyan food is very bland for the it most is. part. Unless you're on the coast where it's deliciously spiced. The I think the only spices I ever tasted were cilantro and salt. That's so. Good. I didn't love it, <laughs> but it was all right. <laughs> well, on, on behalf of QCBS, though, I want to welcome you back to Vancouver, to Canada, and thank you for your six months of service. I'm sure you'll stay connected to us and with your uh, organization uh, in that wonderful town of Gatura. 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 <laughs> so from Gatura, Kenya, to Vancouver, Canada, Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs>